Hey, Stell, thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is How to Cease from Worry. So, let's acknowledge Jesus because He said when we gather in His name that He is here with us. And so, Jesus, we acknowledge you. We thank you so much that you care so much for us and that you want to teach us your way so that we can live free from worry, so that we stop worrying and know that you are good and you got it all under control. We love you, we praise you, and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to read to you in Amplified Bible, Matthew eleven twenty eight. And first, I want to say, I always like to say, God is so cool. He's so good. I'm so in love with him. And especially when I get messages from him to share with you. And this is such a, a, a huge thing because so many people are stressed out and worried. And I, I just know that he wants you to know today that you can just rest and knowing that he is good and he has everything under control if you let him. So, Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Who is overburdened? How much weight are you guys carrying around? How much weight do we carry around? Because we're thinking we got to do this all ourselves. And we don't. We really don't. If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you don't have to carry all that around. When you make him your Lord, it, it's a lifestyle change, and you can just go to him and rest in knowing that he's got everything figured out for you. It's a relationship, and in that relationship, he's saying, come to me, and you're going to have rest. And so it's not just a prayer to get to heaven. I always want to get that in there because so many people think that it's really a prayer and inviting him to come and be your God, to live on the inside of you and to be your Lord and your whole life changes. And one way it changes is you don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to depend on yourself anymore. So come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. I love nothing better than getting up in the morning and letting him ease and relieve and refresh my soul because we so easily just want to worry about stuff, you know? We we just forget so easy. And from the time you get up in the morning till the time you go to bed at night, if you keep him in the center of your forethought, then that worry isn't going to come so often or so natural. But it's going to be more natural for you to just talk to him and depend on him. And that's the place you want to get in your relationship with him where, um, you know, everything takes practice and um, any relationship takes time. So as you take the time to get to know him and practice his way, it's going to be so much easier for you to just be at rest because you practiced his presence. You practiced going having time with him and getting to know him and finding out what his word says and how to live your life his way. And that's what gives you peace. And so he's saying, you know, if you're overburdened and you're just sick of trying to run your own life, or even if you've already asked him to be your God, he's just saying, come on. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And what he's saying there is, I looked that up 
studied that out a little bit because that yoke word is kind of different. And um, the meaning I believe Jesus is saying is join up with me. Learn of me. Find out how to live your life my way. For I am gentle, meek, and humble in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my my yoke is wholesome. His way is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. So that was Matthew 28 through 30. He's just saying, my way is so much better than your way, and it's not hard, harsh, sharp, or pressing. I'm going to give you peace. And like I just said, there's nothing better to me than just get up and get on my knees, sit in my chair, get comfortable, and just say, what do you want to say to me today, Lord? What do you want to say to me? Because it's always good. And you know, when you walk away from him and you start listening to other things, and you know, you just start like not hearing good things, and those things cause you to worry. And you know, the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy, and he is a thought, and that's why Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought and to make it like Jesus, to line it up with what Jesus would say. And so when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is you don't go running off on what's making you anxious and try to fix it, but you go to him. He has a plan. He has a good plan, and he's going to give you peace. His his way isn't harsh or hard or sharp or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. His burden is light and easy. He doesn't ask you to do anything that's too hard or that he's not going to help you to do. So it's obvious he, he's loving and kind and he doesn't want us stressed out. And he's just saying, come where I am, hang out with me. It just reminds me of Revelation 3.20. It says that he's already knocking at the door of your heart and if you invite him in, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. He's going he's gonna to just spend time with you. You're, you're just going to find out how good he is. So today when I was reading this, I just want to say that where it says um, recreation, you will find rest and relief, ease, refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet in your souls. And, you know, I've read this so many times before, but today it just reminded me of what I what happened yesterday, and I want to share that with you. Yesterday, I kept hearing that my steps were ordered by him. And he had me encourage a few people, and um, I, I just knew that I was supposed to do that. And one of the things that um, I did, I wasn't, it was kind of like I just walked into it. And I know what I said wasn't my idea at all, but it was his. And I really think that um, I had actually bumped into this person the day before, and we were having a little conversation um, in Messenger. And what I said to this person, um, I think, probably really helped and gave um, her an idea of the will of God. And so it was really cool, and I felt afterwards, I was like, wow, I don't think that I did that or I came up with that, but it was pretty cool. And so then the other thing that happened is, um, first I should tell you, I had been feeling a little stressed out myself and 
you know, thinking I wasn't doing enough for God and I wasn't getting enough done and just felt like I wanted to do so much more than I am and knowing the things that are in my list from him and just feeling pretty overburdened. But as I said, I go to him every morning and I get that peace. But so one thing I do every day that I so enjoy is I have two little Yorkies and I take them for a walk and I do that every day and I like to do it down by the water, down by the boardwalk and um, it just really gives me peace. I love it. So um, I did that yesterday and um, I was I like watching the fishermen and my son had been praying for a fish, um, trying to, well, I don't know if he was praying for one, but I was praying for one for him. But he'd been trying to um, catch a salmon all summer. And I said to him a few times, I said, you just need me to go with you, me and my faith. And um, so anyway, all of a sudden I just felt inspired. Um, I saw someone catch a fish, and I had just talked to a man who was probably a grandpa. He had his grandson with, and they hadn't caught anything yet. And so anyway, I just felt inspired to give my son a, a, a message and say, hey, you should come down here and get a fish. And I actually had planned to go with him, but I just never felt like I had time and just felt like God was saying, I'm ordering your steps. And I did. I mean, this was kind of after the whole thing. I didn't really realize it as it was happening, but after. And so I I messaged him and he came down and he was going to stop at the bait shop and get these gross things called spawn sacks that they fish with. And they look really gross. I don't know if you know what they are, but anyway, some sort of bait. Um, fish eggs, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, he said they were closed and he was feeling really down, thinking that, you know, he shouldn't even bother fishing. And I said, just come on, we'll figure it out. I just know you're going to get a fish. So he's on his way. And on my way back, I almost finished my walk. And I noticed that um, man, that kind man, that grandpa, um, person that I thought was a grandpa and his grandson. I said, hey, what are you fishing with? And <laughs> it just kind of all came out. I didn't plan it. And he said, spawn sacks. And I said, oh, man. I said, my son was going to come down fishing. And I told him the whole story. And I said, do you think I could buy a few from you? And he's like, no, you can just have a few. And they're really good. I made them myself. And he starts to hand me one. <laughs> I said, I'm not touching that. And he's like, what? I said, I'm not touching that. He said, why not? And I just noticed the grandson just kind of looking at me. I suppose I look pretty funny. You know, I kind of dress like a tomboy and probably look like I would just grab them. But I, I said a couple times, I'm not touching those. And so I have a dog stroller. And um, I, I looked to see if I had any doggy bags. And I did. And so I, so I said, oh, here, I got a bag. And he dropped two of them in there, and he was just saying I could have them. And I thought it was so cool because I really didn't have any money with me anyway. I just thought my son probably maybe would have some cash, I guess. But anyway, he said, no, that's fine. You can just have them. And so anyway, um, it was only, uh, um, I don't know, 50 feet later, and my son pulls up and parks next to me. And I said, guess what? I have sponsored this bond sacks and he's like you do and I'm like yeah and he got all excited and um he he got everything ready and we just had the dogs sitting in the stroller and they were watching and we had to kind of go down on this pier 
And he's getting everything ready and just cast out his line. And I said, Jesus, I thank you and praise you for those fish. I'm calling them in in Jesus' name. You know, calling those things to be not as though they were. And then I started um, praying in the Spirit, not really sure what to pray. And just a couple seconds later, his line started going out, and he jumped down and grabbed his pole, and he's reeling it in, and it's coming in pretty easy. And all of a sudden, we got it, and he's like, grab the the net, and okay, yeah, so it tells me how to do it and pull it up. And that look on his face was priceless because he had, I didn't even tell you, but he had some bad experiences fishing all summer, and it was just no, 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 no. And so that's why I said you need me to come along with my faith because I just trust Jesus, I think, you know, more than um, people realize I don't do anything without him anyway. I just knew my faith could get him a fish, and that's exactly what happened. And the weirdest thing was, that spawn sack wasn't even in his mouth. It looked to me like it was hooked to his side. And, you know, I could just see um, in my spirit how it's running away, drops the spawn sack, and Jesus hooks it in his side. <laughs> Usually I feel really bad for fish and still sort of do, but it was so important to my son to get a fish, and I really wanted him to have one. And as I said, he went through some hard times. And so anyway, um, it was exciting. And um, I I just had so much recreation in that moment. And I just felt like God was saying, you needed that. You need to take more time to have fun. And, you know, I know that he has actually been telling me that I needed to rest. And um, this just really... It just really confirmed that, and I, I still am smiling today, and I should have got a picture, but I have it in my mind, that look on his face. He, he was just in awe of the whole thing, and I just keep reminding him that was Jesus, and that was a setup. So anyway, um, I just wanted to share that with you today because God orders our steps, and, it, and if we hang out with Him and we're listening— You know, he knows exactly what you need and exactly at the right time, and you can trust him. You know, and I do that. I I do what he wants me to do to the best of my ability. And when I can, I just say, I can't do it. You got to do it for me. And that was the other thing that happened during that same time. After he caught his fish, I had a little time to go and do something. He asked me to do uh, a few days earlier. And I asked him to help me and to give me another chance, and he did. And so I was able to minister to someone at the same time. So that was so exciting. But it was just an awesome, exciting night. And then um, I ended up sleeping in today, and I felt really bad about it. And then he reminded me I needed rest. And so it was exciting. I want to share with you um, the way to get there Um is just having that relationship with him. And Philippians 4, 6 so confirms that in the Amplified Classic Bible. It says, don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So it's ever bothering you. You go to him and you tell him, I need this, Lord. I, you know, I, I'm coming to you. I'm, I'm casting my care upon you. You said to come to you. And um, so 
And with Thanksgiving, meaning, you know, you know he's going to take care of it. You don't, you, you go expecting. And when you do that, you have a conversation with him. You know, the word tells us, he tells us things to come. You know, he tells you things are going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. He's got a plan. And um, in that, that gives you peace. And verse 7 says that God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of soul and assurance of salvation through Christ, still fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatsoever that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount and guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reference, whatever is honorable, seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on, weigh, and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. And then practice what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And God's peace of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. That is so full of revelation knowledge, and we need revelation knowledge in order to have peace. And it's so true, and I live this out, and I I just share that with you. So it takes practice. You know, when I first started to get to know God um, better, because he told me you can't trust someone you don't know, and that's true. I had to practice this. I had to practice going to him and hearing from him, and every single time, it gives you rest. And then I had to practice thinking the good thing. You know, it seems as soon as you get up, the enemy comes and tries um, getting you to feel bad about yourself, putting you down, making you, um, making of things to um, get you to worry, just the opposed of what God tells us to do. And so we got to get good at getting up, going to God, and hearing what He has to say, seeing ourselves through His eyes, getting His peace over our finances, um, sickness, disease, all of our worries, the things that's bothering you, go to him, and he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to tell you what to do. And then it says to think on these things. And so throughout the day or whenever the enemy comes to try to um, get you to worry, you think on the things. For instance, the Word of God says that my God meets my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So instead of worrying about your need, you say that. My God meets my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, because we are called to talk to our problems. Jesus said, whatever you say to this mountain, if you believe, if you have constant faith, it'll happen. And so those are all the things that you have to learn in your relationship with God, how to operate in his kingdom. And so he's going to give you all that revelation knowledge in the place where you sat with him. And that's how you get peace. He tells you what to do. He tells you what to think. He tells you things to come. He tells you he's got it covered. He tells you by his stripes you were healed. And when you believe that, then you can have that. And that's why, you know, he's asking you not only he doesn't want you to worry and be stressed out, but when you believe him, that's faith. And that's how you get your miracle. That's how you live in the blessing. That's how you get healed. That's how you don't live in lack and you don't live in anxiety and worry because you've gone to him and you've had conversation with him and you're thinking on his things 
and you're practicing his way. And so when you do that, you, you know, you're humbling yourself before him and you're just letting him order your steps. And when you practice that and practice that, you just get to know him. You naturally just trust him. It's an experience thing. And, you know, at first it might be like getting out on the water and hoping you're not going to sink. But as you practice it, you're going to get better and better at it. And um, your relationship with him is going to get stronger and stronger. And as I said, he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of his word. And your part is just to make it a habit and refuse the ugly things the enemy is trying to put in your mind. Refuse to be stressed out. Just go to God and say, I know that you love me and you got a good plan. Thanks for telling me what it is. Sit there, worship him, spend time with him. You know, if you don't spend that time with him, if you're too much in a rush and you're letting the enemy make you anxious even about time, then, you know, you've already lost before you started. The first thing he wants to steal from you is your time with God. Jesus said if you didn't understand that, you wouldn't understand anything as soon as you hear the word. Or even before, I want to add, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. So even if, even when you hear the word that you need to hear the word, he's going to try to keep you from hearing the word because, because he knows the word. The word is God, and the word is your source. He's everything that you need. He's your peace, your confidence, your healing, everything. And so he's going to try to take it from you and try to get you to worry. And so many other um, things he has. And you can read in Mark 4 all his tactics. But really, I think the basis of all of them are worry. And so Jesus is saying, just come to me, learn of me, hang out with me. And then you'll see, you don't have to worry. Yeah. So if you meditate on what he says instead of what the enemy is telling you, then you're going to win. You got it. You're not going to have to be stressed out. He's going to give you rest. He's going to give you recreation. He's going to give you fun. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain by his stripes. You were healed. He's in love with you. He laid down his life for you. And if you give him a chance and get to know him and understand that he's not a religion, he's a relationship. He's somebody who loves you so much that he laid his life down for you. And he wants to take care of your finances, your family. He wants to meet your needs. He wants to heal you. He wants you to have peace, joy, and contentment. He wants you to get up every day and love your life and do the thing that he created you to do. He doesn't want you sorrowful and worried. And that's why he's saying come to him. Cast your care on him. Don't reel it back in, but just cast it out there and just let him take care of you. And you're just going to end up being a witness for him and you're going to be showing who he is, which is what he wants you to do. And that shouldn't be burdensome either. And it won't be the more time you spend with him. And I started talking about time. That is so important. You need time to meditate his word because that's how you get to know him. And in doing so, that's how you get that peace, sitting with him and taking time for him. And you do have time to do that. He allowed us time to get to know him. He's not here yet because he gave us time. He's giving us time to get to know him. 
And, you know, the time you get to know him is going to mark your eternity. If we don't choose him here and now, um, we're, I, I'm not sure what your eternity, your eternity is going to be, and neither are you. And that is something to worry about. Um, if you're going to worry about anything, worry about that and then fix it by asking him to be your Lord. You know, I just want to make Jesus real to you today. He is so real. He's not a religion. He's not He's not wanting to dictate to you. He just wants to love you and love on you and give you peace. That's what he said, right? He wants to give you peace and his he, he's not harsh, hard, or burdensome. He just wants to hang out with you and love you and and be there for you and give you relief and ease. You know, when the enemy comes against you, it can be so stressful. And you got to train yourself to, and as much as your flesh is pulling on you, train yourself. Find a room where you can go and just be with Jesus. Just be with him. I remember when my um, my sister, she she didn't know Jesus. She was a whole different person, and um, she got to know him. She couldn't wait to be with him. She would go to work and just come home and just sit and want to be with him because he was just so much more than she ever realized he was. So many people have the wrong idea of Jesus. He's not a religion. He's not somebody way far out there, but he wants to come. As he said, he's knocking on the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. He wants to be with you and show you himself. And he is love. God is love. And so that's what he wants. And he wants to make himself real to you. And so if you want to invite him to come and be your God, and ease your soul and tell you things to come, give you happiness, peace, joy, excitement, then I want to pray with you today. It's really simple. All you have to do is ask him, and he's going to come in and show you his way. He got on the cross for you, and if you believe, then um, you're going to, if you believe, you're going to act that out you're going to have a lifestyle change. You're not going to just say a prayer and then walk away from even what you just heard right now. You're not going to walk away from him. But you're going to be committed to him. And he's committed to you. And so in that, um, it's not just a prayer, but it's saying, I love you too. I want to be a part of your world, your kingdom. And I'm asking you to come live on the inside of me. Let's just pray that. And if you agree with me, then that's awesome. And he's going to come and live on the inside of uh, on the inside of you and give you rest, give you peace and joy. And all that's his, he's going to share with you. He's so good. Pray with me, dear Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you love us so much. And we're asking that you come and live on the inside of us and share yourself with us. We thank you that you would give us all of who you are that you already have, but that we could receive all that you already gave us, that we could have all that contentment, that peace, that joy, the healing, all the things that you bore for us, you took on for us so that we could have. 
we just want to know your love. And so we thank you that you come and live on the inside of us, that you would help us to receive that, that you would show us yourself in a, in a really clear way. The people that are listening, Lord, I ask that you would just give them your presence right now to know that you're really there and it's really true. Help us, Lord. You said we couldn't do anything without you, so we're asking you to help us to be committed to you, to be faithful to you, to keep looking to you. And we thank you that we are strong because you are in the inside of us and that we can do it because you live in us. We thank you and praise you. Love you so much. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's really simple, and, you know, maybe you didn't pray with me right now. Maybe you just wanted to wait. And you you can. I, I wouldn't wait too long but because you're missing it. But you can pray any, any way you want to. There's no special prayer. Just ask Him to come and be a part of your life. And He will, and He'll change you and teach you. And it's all for good. He's all for good. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And we read that. Come to me, all who are labor and heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve your soul. What is more important than peace? When do you feel the best is when you have peace. And so if you have him with you all the time, you're going to have that peace. And so you won't have to worry because you know he's got you covered. He's so good, so in love with you. Thanks so much for listening today. And hey, if you ask Jesus to come for the first time live on the inside of you, I would love it so much if you would let me know. I have contact information at the end of this message. God bless you.